Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. As speaking events and travel have picked back up for me again, you know my AG1 by Athletic Greens is coming with me. I'm doing my best to keep those healthy rhythms even on the road. And it is the simplest way to incorporate all the nutrients you need into your day with just one scoop. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. All you do is mix one scoop of powder in cold water once a day. My favorite thing to do is to shake mine with a couple of cubes of frozen lemon juice. Y'all don't even know. You should try it. It is so good. Every scoop is filled with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced quality ingredients that provide all of these major benefits, like supporting your gut and mood, boosting your energy, help with your immune system, and even supports healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And their single serving travel packs are so helpful. Like, legit, so helpful. You just throw them into your bag, and they make it so easy to bring along with you. You don't have to set a reminder to order or worry about any of that because AG1 is delivered like clockwork every month. So it's so convenient to make it a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. That's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Y'all check it out. I think you will really love it. And for real, the lemon cubes, game changer, game changer. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend Maddie Pruitt-Trout. You may remember Maddie from episode 338 of the podcast. She's also known for being on The Bachelor back in 2020, but now she is a best-selling author and speaker tackling big topics around God and love and personal worth and relationships. Her new book, The Love Everybody Wants, What You're Looking For is Already Yours, releases on Tuesday, and it is an empowering message about where we go to find love. We all know it's easy to try and find our worth from likes on Instagram or messages on dating apps, but Maddie's sharing about her journey to finding God's love and how it changed her, the way she dated, and how it's impacting her marriage. This book is so cool, y'all, and we talk about this because she started writing it before she met her husband, and she wrote through dating, engagement, and marriage. It is so cool cool. This is a really interesting, interesting book, especially after our summer loving series. I think you're going to really love as we continue to get to have conversations around dating and sex and and what that looks like right now. So here is my conversation with my friend, Maddie Pruitt-Trout. Maddie, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Oh my gosh, this is my first time in person. I know, I'm so glad. I mean, the last time was fun. It was fun. In person is the dream. It really is. Okay, we just have to talk about you and Grant being at JP's church. (laughs) How in the world? In Waco, Texas. How in the world did you end up in Waco? Will you just tell me that story? Because Grant wasn't in Waco, right? No, we met in Dallas. Yeah. Got set up by a mutual friend, met in Dallas, and I remember it like it was yesterday, and he was like... He, he never thought he wanted to be, like, a pastor of yeah. any sort. Like, that was never in the plans. <laughs> what was in the plans? He is passionate about—I mean, he's passionate about ministry, but more so in the context of sports. He played, you yeah. know, sports in college, grew yeah. up playing sports his whole life. And so that was not in the plans to move to Waco, Texas and be a part of a local church. But How'd God you end up in Dallas? Had. So I—okay, so I came off The Bachelor, planned on moving to L.A., yeah. and connected with Janina Mapola through mutual friends yeah. and met Met her and was like, I love her. We're supposed to room together, but I did not feel a piece about LA. I was oh, like, wow. I'm not supposed to live in yeah, LA. Yeah. And I stayed out there for two or three weeks and I was like, nope, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This ain't it. And I felt so bad because I had already committed to her. Yeah. And I was like, I know we've looked. 
looked at a lot of places together and I've made a commitment, but I don't feel a peace yeah. about being in LA and I can't, I can't go against that. And so I told her, I was like, the Lord's really pressing Dallas on my heart. I know no one there. Wow. I have no connections or relationships in Dallas, but Crazy. I just feel like I'm supposed to be there. And she, funny enough, was from Dallas. And so I was like, hey, just take time to pray about it. Yeah. I was literally like in my prayer closet every morning. I was like, Lord, like tell her right now yeah. that she's supposed to be back in Dallas because I just felt it. But I knew the Lord needed to be the one to speak it to her. And uh, I was in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting with my church at the time. And she literally called me a week later and was like, I feel like I'm supposed to move back to Dallas. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's kind of how we ended up in Dallas together. And Let me ask you a question about that before. we, And then I'm, we're going to keep going with your story. I literally was just talking to my mentor on Marco Polo. And I said, <laughs> I can't decide. I know, old person stuff. I know. Is that old person? <laughs> no, I just, I used to love it. And yeah. it's been like five years. <laughs> brutal. This is brutal, Maddie. But now I, you're making me want it again. It's great. If I could talk to you on Marco Polo, I would download it. We can. It. Okay. Um, yes, it's, it is how, I mean, the beautiful thing is I get to talk to my mentor every day. Yes. In just like clips, you know. Anyway, Maddie, <laughs> um, I said to her, I have to make this decision. And I said to her, I trust my gut. I trust my intuition. I feel like I want to hear God on this. Mm. You said, I just didn't have a piece about L.A. How did you know it was God? Do you trust your gut? Is it your gut intuition because you're in relationship with the Holy Spirit that you can trust your gut intuition? Or did you hear like a no? I didn't hear an audible voice, but I did feel just like a wrestle within. Like yeah. I, I was in LA. It did not feel homey. I felt constantly on edge. I felt like I wasn't hearing from the Lord in the way that I usually do. And nothing had happened. Like yes. I was, you know, I was still having my quiet time every morning. But just something felt off. Like it's, you know, one of those things that you can't necessarily put into words. I guess it is, you know, that just inward, you know, gut feeling. Yeah. And I just felt off. And when I went back home, my church was in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I, that's when I just felt like Dallas was laid on my heart out of nowhere, you yeah. know. And yeah. no one said anything to me. It just was like, I just felt Dallas. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to keep praying about it. And um, by the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting, just just had, yeah, that that peace to just wow. take that leap of faith. Yeah. But yeah, peace is one of those interesting things because it's not like this feeling or even just this like audible voice from God, but rather just like you said, this like gut intuition. And when you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit every single day, mm -hmm. you just know what's of God and what's yeah. not. Yeah. And I don't norm, I am very good at trusting my gut. And so I don't normally go, I need to hear. Yeah. But this one thing, I'm kind of like, I need to hear. I, I think oh, I need I've to had hear. those moments. Yeah. I'm like, I have peace, but no, I'm going to need you to speak yeah, so a that's little why, more I mean, that's clear. That's I was asking my mentors. Yeah. I was saying, will you confirm with me? Yeah. Is this a thing where I should just keep walking through the open doors or could you be with me in the totally. idea that I might need to actually hear yeah. versus walking? John Eldridge always talks about like, before you go on vacation, ask God where. Before you choose how you spend your summer, ask God. Like Jesus wants to tell you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I might need to ask on. Okay, so Dallas. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you for mentoring me. I appreciate it. No. Not on Marco Polo. No, literally the amount of times I've literally come to Jenny and I'd be like, I think this is what God is like speaking. She's like, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, She's okay, no, you're, you're right. You're you're actually so right. Um, and you didn't know Jenny Allen before you moved to Dallas, no, right? No, which was just a wow. whole other God thing. I have been praying for a mentor like that woman yeah. for, I mean, my whole life. Yeah. And as soon as we went on our first little coffee date, I was like, you're in my life forever. 
whatever. Yeah. I mean, you just, you read me. You're not afraid to call me out. Yeah. Like, I didn't want just a bunch of yes people in my life. Like, yes. I needed some women in my life to be like, no, there's some blind spots. Here's yes. some things you need to work on. Yeah. And she was not afraid. I mean, I remember when I first met her, I was in a relationship um, with someone else. And she was the one that looked at me and was like, you need to end that relationship. Like, this isn't God's best for either I remember we were in California. Yes. And, and we were talking was, about yes, it. Yes. It was oh just gosh. happening. Yes. yes. And so she, you know, was like, it's not God's best for either of you. You need to, you need to end it. And I yeah. literally went home, called. I was like, we're, yeah. we're we got to end this. Yeah. So she, she's the, the real deal. But yeah, I moved to Dallas, Texas. When Grant and I started dating, the plan was Dallas, Texas. I mean, I have my team in Dallas. I have yeah. my friends, family, everybody's in Dallas. Well, his family. And we, I remember got engaged and he just randomly one day was journaling and felt, you know, Waco, Texas. Yeah. Work for JP. And he told, he prays about it for a couple of weeks. He was wise to do that yes. before bringing it to me. He brings <laughs> it to me. I start crying. Oh, wow. I'm like, Waco, Texas. I'm like, I have to tell people I'm going to live in Waco, Texas. Yes. <laughs> and I was just crying and I was like, okay, well, we weren't, you know, picturing our lives, you know, working for a local church. Like we didn't think about that or that wasn't, you know, planned. Yeah. Waco, small town, that wasn't planned. And so I was kind of freaking out. And he was like, hey, listen, if it's of God, like he's going to give you the peace too. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be dragging your feet while you're kicking and screaming. Yeah. Like God's going to give you peace and he's going to unite us in this decision. And I really appreciate that he said that because it, it did give me, I think, more freedom to really take it before God and be like, okay, for real, God, like, yeah. what do you think about this? And, you know, sure enough, God started giving me peace. And I was like secretly looking up, you know, houses online wow. without telling Grant. I'm like, yeah. no, we're not going to Waco. And then I'd go back home and I'd like look up houses. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of like this house. And Isn't that yeah. just like the Lord, oh. though, where you're like, from Grant's point of view, you are a no. Like the, <laughs> right. you going to Waco is a no. You are looking at houses at home. Yes. Like we just have no idea what God is doing in people's hearts. Softening our we, hearts. Yes. We just go, We just don't even know. We do not know what people are doing when they are not standing right in front of us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, in God, Did you already know JP? So here's the funny thing. JP and I actually talked about this, I think on the podcast recently. So my first encounter with JP was not the best. Oh, great. <laughs> Super. I was at the porch in Dallas. My very first, I think I'd been in Dallas for two days. Oh my gosh. And a part of my story that I don't know if we've ever got into, but just church hurt, a lot of things in the yeah, past I don't that, know have, that. Yeah. that have happened that, anyways, I had a little bit of like, I was nervous about going to, to church and, you know, just being around a bunch of people. It was a year after I'd come off the show just had felt, you know, judgment and I was just nervous. And so I go to the porch, JP speaking, and he is talking on relationships and he makes this reference about like The Bachelor. And he's like, you don't go on The Bachelor to like find your like spouse or whatever. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but I kid you not, everyone in the room like uh. turned and stared at me. And his heart was not to in any way like he didn't he even know I was there. You were there. Yeah, yeah. Like his heart was not in any way to even like talk bad about the Bachelor. But also JP Dallas, the porch. Someone from the Bachelor is <laughs> there. Someone's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. But I just left. Like my face was red. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me. And uh, anyways, we uh, ended up talking about it, and he just like owned it and apologized. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And he was the most. I loved honestly his approach because it yeah. showed me like his humility. Like yes. he was willing to get on his social media and like 
tell what he did and, and apologize to me in yeah. a public way. And I was yeah. like, no, it's so fine. It's really not that big of a deal. But that was my very first encounter with him. Yeah. And then redemption followed. And now, like, I mean, Grant, like, JP is one of my husband Grant's, like, mentors yeah. and closest friends and you know it's it's been so fun like tell me about the first him. time y'all drove to Waco were you was it to interview for a job was it to look at a house like when was it actually like okay if we're gonna do this we need to like see it yeah we went to Waco we had plans to get dinner with JP and Monica and we uh wanted to look at some houses around but we also were like we don't know what we're doing yeah. and so <laughs> we were like uh we don't know where to look we were looking in like I mean, now living in Waco, we were like, we where were we even looking? Like it was in right. the middle of nowhere. It was right. like a house where like there was no human population yeah. within like six miles. Right. And which is fine. A lot of people love living that way. But for like newly married, yeah. we were like, we probably need to be a little bit more closer to people yeah. um, in case, you know, there's like a gas leak in our house, which happened. <gasps> and literally our house almost caught on fire, oh which is gosh. so <laughs> so fun. All the things you learn within like the first, um, you know, little bit of of owning a house. Right. I'm like, right. neither of us have ever owned a house before. Right. So we didn't know what we were doing. But yes, we met with JP and Monica. We went to Harris Creek for the first time together. And yeah, and just like looked around Waco. And we, the whole time, are y'all checking in with each other? And uh, like, because when I've moved to Nashville, it was constantly me checking in with God yeah. of like, why do I feel about, is this, oh yeah, I'm feeling right. this, I'm feeling this. Right. Are y'all doing that and checking in with each other of like, Okay, are you are you liking this? Yeah, are you, yeah. We're like processing with God. We're kind of like individually going about it until like we hit the, like get back in the car and hit the road to head back to Dallas. Right. That was when we like really processed together. Yeah. And I'll never forget because he asked me. He was like, "So how are you feeling?" And I think he was like so nervous that I was going to be like, "No." Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, "We're supposed to move to." Waco. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm like a nine out of 10 there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like I went from like two to nine, just like being there and seeing, I mean, especially like being at Harris Creek and just seeing just the Lord move like in just a local body, the way that he was doing and just the people there were just so kind and nothing was about, you know, who you are, or what you're wearing or materialism or status or any of that. And it just, everyone was so like genuine Yes, and loved Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is where I want to be. Like, yeah. this is where I want to be discipled. This is where I want to disciple others. And so we both just like immediately felt it when we left the church. And there were a couple things that like we had felt on our heart, like even just the phrase leave and cleave yeah. that we wanted to get away from Dallas and kind of build our own, you know, community together because yeah. his family's there. A lot of our friends are there. He had his like before Jesus moments there. <laughs> and so yeah. he was wilding out in Dallas. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> and so so I was very excited about that. But he, yeah, we both had like this leave and cleave, you know, um, phrase on our minds. And multiple people came up to us and just like said that while we were at the church, like mm -hmm. really felt like, you know, the Lord speaking, like leave and cleave over you guys. Like, yeah. you know, get away from Dallas, start your, your new life, start fresh, build your community together. And it was just crazy. It was like the Lord knew the little phrases we needed to hear yeah. too, to just yeah. confirm what we were already feeling. As y'all are helping lead at Harris Creek, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on this because Harris Creek is becoming a very cool church. Yeah. I mean, it is cool. I I mean, I you know, JP and Monica are dear <laughs> to me. I love Scott that's on staff there. Yes. I love y'all. I love Harris Creek, but it's getting a vibe. Right. There's kind of like a, hey, you want to go to Harris Creek stuff. Yeah. As one of the leaders there, how are you keeping it from becoming like 
the cool thing that fizzles out because it got too cool. Yeah. What do you, how do y'all stay focused on Jesus when there's this opportunity to be very cool? How do yeah. you do both? Man, I think everything rises and falls on leadership. And I think JP yeah. has done such a great job. <gasps> Coffee, Coffee <break>! delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian, thank yes! you. Yes. Thank you so much. What a hero. This and is- look at that tiny little two-seater um, so cute. delivery. I actually have never seen that before. I, we've never had a live delivery on the pod, Matt. <laughs> wow. Here we go. I feel so special. I know. I mean, cheers, cheers to us. <laughs> You're about to take that first well sip done. without me. I wouldn't have dared. I almost did. <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't tried this kind yet. Oh, yeah. Tell everybody what you got. I just got my normal chai. It's pretty good. No, I'm going to butcher it. I don't totally remember. I had to text a friend and say, what's it called? Right, right, right. <laughs> I should look on my phone and I tell you. I think it's like sweet. Uh, wait, hold on. Sweet cream cold brew. Sweet cream vanilla cold brew. I yes, think that's, that's exactly it. right. Sweet oh cream vanilla cold You nailed it. Good memory. Great delivery. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen who delivered this to us. Okay, so it all rises and falls on I think- Do you feel that pressure? Do you all have to think about that? The yeah. outside looking in, I would I think about it for y'all. Totally. I mean, I think we feel that in a lot of different dynamics of our life. I think being at Harris Creek, what has been so cool is truly learning from JP's leadership and yeah. just watching him serve in such humility. Like one of my favorite things about him is like he gets up on stage every Sunday and he is like, hey, if there is any feedback you have, if I have offended you in any way, mm. if there's any way we could be a better church and family to you and for you, yep. please come and find me. He stays up front. He like comes to the front after every single service, sits out there for or stands there for like 30 minutes and just yeah. lets people, I mean, people come up and complain. People come up and, I mean, want pictures. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of different, mm-hmm. you know, moments, but I just love that it's so He's just so he's very humble yeah. and and at the same time, very like unafraid to share the truth and speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I really respect that about him. I love that he takes that approach and he'll be the first to say like, hey, this is not a church about me or about the people that like speak. Like he rotates speakers. Yeah, very he never often. will tell. I, he says and it he on his tell. Friday Q&A where yes. someone says, I'm coming on July 15th. Right. Are and he's like, teaching? sorry, can't tell you. Like, can't tell you. That's yeah. not why we're here. And it's been so cool. And he's very passionate about developing young communicators, which yeah. I think is really awesome. And, and that's one of the reasons that Grant felt called to be under JP's leadership. JP is one of the biggest uh, people that has made a difference in Grant's life. Like he's yeah. a part of Grant's testimony and story and Grant was like so running from the Lord and went to a porch service and sat in the very back and was not in relationship with Jesus at all. I don't even know how he ended up at the porch, but he was in the very back, saw JP speaking and was like, I feel a connection to him. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be mentored by him and um, literally wrote his like college thesis paper on him of like, who do you want to be one day or who has inspired you the most? Something like that. And he like wrote it on JP again, didn't know him, wasn't a Christian. And so JP has made like a huge difference in his life and so one of meanwhile Grant's- you're a public Christian <laughs> I mean I think this is just such a beautiful God story of like you it's have really no idea what no God idea. is doing no because you're on television right as a Christian no Grant's, Grant's like literally getting saved as I'm like yes. on television, and I'm like I'm saving myself for marriage yes, I love yes. Jesus and uh yeah it is really wild how the Lord and all the like years that even I was in you know in my college dorm room or I was even at post-graduating college and crying because every single one of my friends yeah. was getting married yeah. and I was newly single. I'd just come out of a four-year relationship. I love and, this part of the book with uh, your mom. And yes. You, yes. And crying. she reminded yeah. me of just like, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. God is not withholding good from you. Yeah. He is preparing you for something and you got to lean into that. Yeah. And that 
totally shifted my perspective in that season. But I remember like praying for my future husband and I was like, okay, Lord, I want him now, but I know there's a reason that I don't have him Mm -hmm. right now. And if that even is your will for my life. And I started praying that. And it's crazy to me to go back to those moments because if God had given me, like Grant was not saved then. (laughs) Right. I'm like praying. I'm praying for my future husband and I'm like, little do I know praying for his salvation because I'm like, he was not, not there. And God just is, he just, like his timing is perfect. His ways are higher than ours. And had I had it my way, like I would have gotten married at 21 to to someone else because that was the prayer that I was like, God, give me this. I want this so badly. But God was like, this is not my will for you and you have to trust me. And that was so hard. I was, I mean, you know, you date someone for four years and all of your friends around you are getting married. You feel like that's what you're supposed to do. And um, when he told me to lay that down, that was one of the hardest things ever. But it's really wild looking back. It is. I mean, I've been on dates with someone years ago who, who had just gotten saved. And I remember thinking... Well, if this is the guy I end up with, <laughs> of course the Lord had to wait because yeah. he was not even. I'm like fasting and praying and have my quiet times at college, and he is not. He's totally. not. And I, I mean, I think a beautiful thing for if y'all decide to have kids, a beautiful thing for your kids is y'all bring two totally different yeah. life experiences to help them shape their lives. Right. And you're already doing that with the people you are mentoring and discipling at Harris Creek yeah. of like, hey, you can come sit with us and we can tell you two totally different stories. And help you sort who you want to be. Yeah. Because we can give you the pros and cons of both. Because there are pros and cons of both. No, absolutely. And it's been... It's been amazing to even see Grant's dynamic with my family and with my sisters. Like yeah. both of my sisters, it's, it's so funny. I was laughing with Grant the other day because I'm like, my one of my sisters texts him more than she texts me and will tell him <laughs> things before. And I'm like, hello, you haven't even told me this. Are but they both still in Alabama, your sisters? They're both still in Alabama. Yeah. But it's interesting because they like can relate to parts of his story that I can't relate to yes. and vice versa. But there's just parts, you know, that they really connect to with him yes. that I can't necessarily understand and it's yeah like you said it's just it's so cool when when God can bring like two different stories and and weave it into one and and make it I don't know just like redemption you know it's for both right because he's not was it all bad and our stories are not all good right like I bring a lot of baggage to a relationship from working for God yeah and being in relationship with Jesus for my whole life I bring a lot of baggage that a man who simply loves Jesus because it's newer does not bring yes and so they there are so many gifts in having a partner who has a different history yes. than you. And one, it is not like an angel and a demon partnering up. Right. It's not like the good and the bad. It's it's no, both. It's they so both true. bring both. Because self-righteousness is just as the bad. The worst, listen. <laughs> it's just as bad. Yeah. And I was literally reading that story, I think in Luke this morning, of like Mary and Martha. Yeah. And Martha like doing all the things and and she's getting mad and she's like, but Mary isn't helping, helping me, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you're concerned concerned about many things, but few things are actually important. And Mary has chosen the better. Yes. And I was like, man, that's so good. Because how often am I like, okay, I'm performing for you, God. So Uh bless me. Okay. Uh I'm performing for you, God. So look at me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm performing for you, God. So give me the favor. Like, and he's like, but you're, you've forgotten to just sit at my feet. You've forgotten to just rest with me. Yes. And man, I get caught We had a guest in here a couple of weeks ago who talked about, because the story that you read says, they came to Martha's home. Yes. So without her hard work, there is nowhere to gather. Right. And so it is the same of like, I need to, listen, I am a Martha start to finish. <laughs> same. So I'm like, tell me how great she is, yes. anybody. But I, I so honor the Mary 
I need to be both. I don't mm-hmm. want to be Mary. Though the Marys that are listening are like, Martha's a jerk, right? <laughs> yeah. Martha's too much. Yeah. And so I want to be both. Right. I want to be the person who builds a place that Jesus can come to and gather. Yeah. And the person who, once I've built the place, sits at his feet. Yes. Right? So good. I, don't, I want to be both. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Thrive Market. Grocery shopping is not my favorite thing, but it's one of the reasons I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and I can get all of it delivered right to my doorstep, which is a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, I can also save money on every single order. On average, I save over 30% every time. On top of that, Thrive has a deals page that changes daily, and it gives me cash back on so many brands that I love and a price match guarantee. Y'all, I'm such a fan. They've got some of my favorite items and they have clean cleaning supplies that I like. So I'm using products that work without introducing unnecessary chemicals into the situation. And listen, I'm already starting my Thrive Market list for New York. Like I'm already getting it going because I'm just going to have it all shipped right to me. It's going to make my life so much easier. Thrive Market saves me commute time, waiting in line time, shopping time. And because I love the filters on their website and app, they have over 70. I can also curate my own shopping experience with the click of a button. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, you also help a family in need through Thrive's one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give, which I love. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today. Get 30% off your first order plus free $60 gift. That's awesome. So go to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun for 30% off your first order and a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. Thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. And you guys, my new kids book, So Happy to Know You, comes out on September 19th. So soon, so soon. I cannot wait for my mini BFFs to get this book and to find all the friends and animals in it and little Annie, maybe riding a zebra. But more importantly, I want them to realize after reading this book that being who God made them to be is exactly what this world needs. The best thing about you is you. Go pre-order your copy now wherever you love to buy books. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore has it or can get it for you as well. But go ahead and pre-order it today because we have two fun gifts for you when you buy it before September 19th. One, we'll ship you a personalized book plate to stick inside the book. And two, we have a free coloring sheet for you to download. So to redeem those gifts, just pre-order the book from your favorite retailer, then head to SoHappyToKnowYou.com. Fill out that form. Plus, we're doing a giveaway for teachers. Y'all know I used to be a teacher. I love my teacher friends. So go nominate a teacher in your life because 50 teachers are winning signed books and Amazon gift cards. And then I'm going to one grand prize winner's school to read the book. Again, everything you need to know is at SoHappyToKnowYou.com. Okay, now back to our conversation with Maddie. You've got to tell the story from the book about how you started a book about loving God, being loved by God, you'll find the right person before you met Grant. (laughs) So in this book, we walk from you haven't met Grant till reading your vows at the end. It is so cool, Maddie. How did you start a book about this without Grant in the picture? So I started writing this book single and bitter. (laughs) (laughs) I was writing this book truly, 
I mean, as therapy to myself yeah. and reminding myself of the promises of God and reminding myself of what truly matters. And I remember having this moment on my bed and uh, this was probably, I don't know, six, seven months before I met Grant and all my friends, even my, I mean, my roommate, best friend at the time had just started dating someone and I was just feeling like I feel left behind. I feel like I'm, you know, something's missing. And I just was, I was angry with the Lord. I was like, you know, the desires of my heart and yet you haven't given it to me yet. You've given it freely and abundantly to everyone else. Yeah. Like what, what God, what's going on? Right. And I was and six or seven months feels easy to say that is a long time to yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was wrestling with the Lord and man, I remember he just gave me a, a nice little heart check and he was like, Maddie, you're looking for the right thing in all the wrong places. Wow. And in wow. that moment, I was like, you're right. Wow. You're right. Yeah. Like, it's not wrong to desire love. Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's wrong to look for it in everything but you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's wrong to think that I'm going to be completed and satisfied in someone else when I'm already whole with you. Mm -hmm. I'm already completed with you. And that was just a heart check moment of, Lord, I, I repent and I confess mm -hmm. for taking these desires and idolizing them and putting them above you. And so that was like a big, another little shift in my heart moment where God just, I just felt convicted and he gave me the verses, Matthew 22, 36 through 40, which was the inspiration behind this book. And it's the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and then also to love your neighbor as yourself. And when I read those, it was like something stood out to me in a, in a unique way that it hadn't before. Yeah. And I saw the importance of three loves, but I also saw the order to these three loves. Yeah. And so I talk about that a lot in my book of, hey, Jesus is the foundation. Yeah. And if we don't get that right, if we don't understand what Psalm 23, 1 says, which is the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Yep. Like when I have the Lord, I have everything, yep. not I need the Lord plus this mm -hmm. in order to be fulfilled, mm -hmm. or I need Jesus plus this job or friend or husband or spouse. Like, no, just bottom line, I Jesus is everything. Yeah. Once we get to that place, then learning how to love ourselves the way that God loves us yeah. and view ourselves the way that God views us, being confident in how he's wired us and shaped us and created us and living from that place of being valuable, knowing yeah. that we belong to him. Yeah. And then from that place, learning how to love others. And it's like, once we get those first two relationships healthy and strong, the, the rest of the relationships almost take care of itself yeah. because we're not coming into relationships from this place of lack and hoping that other people can complete us or fulfill us. Rather, we come into relationships from a place of abundance saying, mm -hmm. I'm already filled. I'm yeah. already whole. I'm already complete. Anything you give me is just going to be an addition to my life. It's just mm -hmm. going to be a complement to my life, not a completion. Yeah. One of the things people should know is that you and I talk about this before and we've been friends a long time and so you and I are prepared to have the conversation of yes. like this feels like a very like too good to be true too easy to like this is what they told us in youth group is like totally. love God and then and get satisfied with God and then Absolutely. you'll get the marriage that you want but like Maddie I love the Lord yeah <laughs> and I'm 43 totally and so will you talk a little bit about the things that you want that you haven't gotten yeah. and how are you reconciling because you do such a beautiful job. The gift of this book is we, we defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm -hmm. We need a testimony of I waited on God and he showed up. Yeah. Talk to me the testimony of you waiting on God and he hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. I mean there one, I just want to say like, it reminds me of 
1 Corinthians 7, which I think I was reading in the middle of my season of singleness when God wasn't moving and showing up and I felt disappointed. And disappointment can look like, you know, maybe he never answers the prayer or he doesn't answer the prayer in which you wanted him to or in the time frame that you wanted him to. And I remember that I was reading 1 Corinthians 7 and it was talking about how singleness is better. (laughs) Yeah, right. And it was literally saying, you know, when you're married, you are more concerned about pleasing your spouse. Your concerns are how do I... How do I treat and love and and concern myself with my spouse and what he needs and what she needs, whatever. And so it's like for me, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, like that just straight up defeats the lie that it's better to be married. Yeah. And, you know, Paul's That's writing good. to that person of like singleness is a gift. We hear that and we're like, Bleh. and yeah. like, but it's, <laughs> but Paul is literally saying like singleness is a gift because you have undivided devotion to yeah. Jesus. I feel that. You yeah. are not torn. You are not seeking to please another person person like your full attention and devotion is how can I honor God with yeah, everything yeah. and you get to you get to experience things with the Lord like I don't want to say that you'll never experience a marriage because that's not true I've only been married for 10 months so I don't want to speak to that because yeah. I'm 10 months in yeah but I do think that there is such richness to be experienced in singleness like marriage just does change things yeah and so I I look back to like singleness and I'm like man the way that I got to just be alone yeah, with I was the Lord, say what do you miss do you miss some of the aloneness? One of the crazy, and I've had to learn how to like, to talk about this because I'm like, yes, marriage is such a gift. And I am so grateful for the gift that Grant is. I think something that isn't talked about enough is when you get married and when you do dating and marriage God's way is like, when you get married, there's also this, there's an excitement for marriage. There's a, there's a, oh my gosh, I'm celebrating that I'm married. But then there's also this, like, in a way I'm grieving a single life. Like I'm grieving this old way of living when it was just me and the Lord, when I could travel and, and, and do all the things that I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, when I wanted to do it. And you're not worried about someone else. Like you're just, I mean, every day you wake up, you have the quiet time of your dreams, however long (laughs) you want. You're not cooking, cleaning. I mean, you're doing literally, if you want to eat Doritos in bed by yourself, like till 2am, you can. Yeah. And it's like, you just, it's, it is such a gift. And I think that was something that not a lot of people, everyone just was like, marriage is the best, marriage is the best, marriage is the best, or marriage is really hard, marriage Mm -hmm. is really hard, marriage is really hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think there is, like the two can coexist. Like I do think there is, this marriage is really great, but there is like a recognition of like, it's different. Your yeah. life is now changing and it's okay to grieve, you know, your single life and how life looked when, you know, you you could just go on girls trips for two weeks. Yes. And so I, I remember think maybe was... a, two years ago, it was like Christmas or something. Yeah. And I remember the Lord saying, if this is our last one, just mm-hmm. me and you. And I cried. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, what do I want to do this year for this holiday season in case it's my last one with just me yeah. and God? Because you're, I'm, I am sure I will miss things. So, and are you still waiting for God to answer other prayers? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely things always like when it comes to, you know, job and yeah. friendships yeah. and family stuff and um, health and all kinds of different things, you know, like there's been multiple times, Grant and I have talked about different times of like 
feeling extremely anxious and like anxieties and internal things that we have to wrestle with and battle with that not everyone sees. And it's like, yeah, God, you write why about anxiety you... in the book some. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, God, why aren't you taking this away? Like, yeah. why, why isn't this changing? I've been praying for it for, you know, years or right. like even watching, you know, people that I really, really care about, care about, carry things that they've been carrying for 20 plus years. And yeah. they're like, when is this ever going to get better? And it's like, we don't always know the answer. We right. don't always understand. And we're not called to. Right. Like, we, we're not called to see, you know, the, the whole picture. We're just called to keep taking steps of faith and obedience yeah. with where we're at That's and just beautiful. be faithful. Yeah. And I think for me, like when I'm in the middle of an anxious moment or... I'm frustrated with something and I'm like, God, is this ever going to change? Is this ever going to get better? Are you ever going to answer this prayer? It's like, I just have to remind myself of that he's the same God and that yeah. he, who he has been, who he is and who he will always be is never going to change and that he will finish what he started and that he will carry it to completion and that heaven is our home. Yeah, That there's good. going to be things on this side of eternity. There's going to be things in earth that like we're not going to understand that are going to be painful and hard like heartbreak and rejection and unmet expectations and, you know, the the loss or death of dreams or, you know, relationships or people like there's going to be things that are mm -hmm. so hard for us to be able to understand. Mm -hmm. And honestly, trying to understand it just makes it harder. And so for me, right. it's just like, <laughs> I just got to surrender the understanding, you wow. know, and it's that verse. It's like lean not on your own understanding, mm -hmm. but in all your ways, submit to him. And so it's like, man, I don't understand this, Lord, but I do trust you. And I know yeah. that even if I never, Hebrews 11 talks about all the heroes of the faith. And it's like, hey, they never received what was promised to them. You know, ah, it's they, terrible. Right. I'm like, well, gosh, I'm like, shoot. Well, don't let that be my story, right. Lord. These are the heroes <laughs> yeah. who never received right. the thing, never saw in their lifetime the thing they prayed and, and for. And isn't it, isn't it crazy that we look at these people and we don't, we want to like take that part of scripture out, but yeah. we want to be like, give us faith like Abraham, give us faith like Moses, give us faith like Joshua, give us faith faith like whoever David and it's like but then we read that part in Hebrews 11 and then we're like well but can you just take this part out Lord but can I like end well right can I, have can I still receive the promise and live a happily ever after right. life on earth and in heaven Daddy, like thank right. you Jesus yes and it's like man I that's just not always the story no you know there's just there's going to be times where maybe you receive some stuff on earth maybe you don't ever receive it on earth yeah. maybe your rewards are in heaven yeah but like there's such joy to know that we're living for an everlasting hope and reward yeah. and not yeah. for one that's going to quickly fade right because like things and people on this earth like they're not forever yeah even even relationships you know yeah. and how we steward them really matters but at the end of the day one day i'm going to be face to face with the lord and i have to give an account for my life not Hey, how did Grant do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, How'd your no, husband do? <laughs> it's like, it's me and God. And mm. so that's why it's so, what's so crazy to me is I wrote this book in singleness and then I continued writing it and dating while I was evaluating Grant and then finished it two months after we got married. And so I was able by the grace of God to speak really from all these different perspectives. It's amazing. It's such a cool part it's of the book, It's so Maddie. wild. But like what was crazy to me is that I realized in marriage, whoa, these principles, like they don't change. Oh, you wow. know, like it's still like the love of God is the foundation. Yeah. And if I don't get that right, our marriage is not what it's called to be. Yeah, we can. I, the minute I knock an idol off, I put another one up. <sighs> so as soon as I knock off the idol of who's the guy going to be, I will put up the it's him. Mm -hmm. It's him. now. And so you're right. I, if we don't stay grounded in 
in the Jesus part of this, no matter what. Yeah. Parents, not parents, old, young, married, not married. It'll be a struggle yeah. the whole time. I'll do it, too. I'll do it wrong. For it <laughs> Over right. and over again, of course. Okay, so in June, we spent our whole month of June on dating. Summer loving. Mm, summer so loving. can we dive into some of the dating things? I want us to do some nuts and bolts of dating. There's a couple of things I noticed in the book that I want you to kind of speak into. Mostly help me. <laughs> Mostly help me. And our friends will get to listen in. A pick-me girl and a not pick-me girl. Mm. Will you give me some, like... How do I know? Will you define what that means? Because that's not a term I use a lot, <laughs> and for better or for worse. And then will you kind of say, here's like a checklist of how you know if you're being a pick-me girl? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say this is my version of it. Some mm-hmm. people are probably going to be like, that's not what a pick-me girl is. I'm like, hey, this is no. just my interpretation. You're the one who I gave the mic to. This is my interpretation of what it is. So one of the things that I did with this book is that each chapter title I referenced after like a song in a pop culture song or a trending, you know, sound on, you know, social media. And so I really wanted to take like culture's views of love and really add biblical principles to it. I love it. And so one of them was this like trending thing that has been going on, I feel like for a couple of years now called the pick me girl. And um, I joke about it because I'm like, man, my first understanding of pick me was when I was in like elementary school and they're all like, you know, in PE class when they like divide you up and they pick two like captains Captains, and then you're sitting there and you're like dear god please pick me just don't let me be last right and they start they start you know going down the line and literally there's like two or three people left and you're like please pick me don't let me be last right and that's my first understanding of a pick me girl but i have seen i think over the years my definition of what i've seen as a pick me girl in my own life and with other people is almost when you're so desperate for attention or you're so desperate to be loved by another person that you're willing to change who you are. You're Mm. willing to compromise your values. You're willing to go to really high extremes to be noticed, to be affirmed, to be picked. And you're just, you're desperate for that attention. You're Mm -hmm. desperate to be chosen. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge in this book is, you know, to take the approach of you're already picked. You're already chosen. You're already enough. And knowing that your value and your worth comes from a savior and not from a spouse, Mm -hmm. from a God that went to the cross and beyond to Mm -hmm. express and show his love for you and not to a person who's going to continue to fail you time and time again. And when we can have that understanding, it changes everything because then we're like, I don't, whether you pick me or reject me, I know who I am. Yes. I know my worth. I could be sad about it. I can grieve it, but it doesn't change my worth. Yeah. And I went on a reality dating show (laughs) where everything was on, am I going to get picked or not? Oh, it was literally, there's one captain. Am I going to get a rose? Yeah. And I had to remind myself again and again, as well as my other friends on the show, yeah. again and again. Hey. And also, spoiler alert, you did get picked. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you won the game for <laughs> in a terrible way. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's gray area. Yeah, fair. But I, I had to remind myself and my friends, like, hey, if we don't get this rose. Yeah. God has something better. Mm. And your worth and your value is not in this rose. Your worth and your value is in something that can't be given to you or taken from you by another person. Because it's from God. And I would just continue to remind us again and again, like, hey, if... I know that if you don't get a rose, like it's going to feel like rejection. But what if it's just God's redirection to something better? Wow. And it's having that perspective of like, 
don't allow other people who maybe mm-hmm. don't even know who they are mm-hmm. determine who you are. Mm-hmm. We have to know who we are as believers, that we belong in Christ, yeah. that our identity, our worth, our value is in him. Now, of course, with that, there's going to be, you know, moments where we get rejected or hurt and it and it just cuts deep and it hurts. And I've had those moments where I was 16 years old and crying in a bathroom stall, questioning everything about myself because yeah. my first love cheated on me. Yeah. And I immediately felt worthless. I felt unpickable. I felt, oh, he chose someone else. Therefore, also, how, this how means in the I'm world does 16-year-olds cheat on each other? Get out <laughs> Listen, of here. How dare he? Listen, I don't Just know. Just break I, up, my I, guy. I, I know. Jeez. It was a crazy moment. And it was, I felt like I was on a movie. Like, yeah. the person from, you know, a grade above me came up at my lunch table. Oh, I mean, geez. listen, just get in this moment with me. We're at a lunch table. I have all of my friends around me. Yeah. And this person walks up and says, your boyfriend just cheated on you. And I immediately had to, of course, act like I didn't care. Yeah. Oh, his loss, you know, yeah. that's on him. Yeah. Immediately ran to the bathroom, 100%. cried for like 45 yes. minutes. Yes. And then from there, really had to work hard for the next four years to tear down the walls that I had started building around mm-hmm. my heart because yeah. I was so afraid to let anyone else yeah. in. Yeah. And so I I understand on every level, like wanting to be picked and it being hard when you're not picked. But I also know the truth of God's word Mm -hmm. and that we are already picked by a loving father. And it does start there. Like we have to understand that before trying to take, before trying to get in a good relationship with anybody else. Because if we don't understand that first principle of us already being picked by God, then we're going to try and find our worth and value in someone else. And I think a thing, my counselor and I have talked a lot about how I, I want to say how I got myself in a situationship, but it, I mean, how I helped (laughs) create. Situationship. I I learned that word recently. Yeah. It's great. I'm having a great time. (laughs) Um, But the pick me girl idea can exist in all of us in one area and not in others. Yeah. Or in one dating relationship and not in others. Absolutely. And so there, I think a lot of times when we think about things like this, some of our friends listening goes, well, I'm married with kids. So, and you're like, well, you're kind of desperate in this one friend group. Yeah. Or you kind of are, totally. you kind of compromise in this one group of friends. You use language you don't use anywhere else mm-hmm. because you want to be included. I, Me too. I mean, I get myself Absolutely. in those pickles all the time where I go like, I'm healthy enough to not be a pick me girl as a lifestyle. Right. But I can have it as an appetizer. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, like there are times That's where a I great go, way to put it. this yeah. guy Oh, I can tell I need to work on me because he's calling my pick me girlness out mm-hmm. of me. Yep. And that other guy didn't. Yep. And when I'm not with either of them, I'm not that way. Yeah. So I think there's an encouragement there too that you write about of like, it may not be your whole life. Yeah. And it may be. It may be the first time you've ever thought this and go like, oh my gosh, I am that way with everyone I mm-hmm. date. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, Pros. I know you've heard me sing the praises of Pros and they're truly custom made to order hair care, but switching to a custom routine from Pros was one of the best things I've done for my hair. Join over 1 million people who've taken their hair consultation quiz. We love a quiz. And it's on everything from the climate where you live, the issues you have with your hair, your hair type and texture, and your eating habits. They analyze 85 personal factors and then handpick clean ingredients 
ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. Because of Pros, my hair is softer, stronger, and more manageable than it's ever been. They took my answers to their in-depth hair quiz and created a unique formula from my answers. And if I ever need to change, you know, because my address changes or the season changes, which both are happening next month, their review and refine tool allows me to go in and tweak my information so I can make sure I'm getting the most helpful to me formulas. I cannot wait to see how different my pros is when I'm in New York than when I'm in Nashville. Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. If you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your subscription plus $20 off your first subscription order today. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair consultation and an extra $20 off. And now let's jump back in to finish up our conversation with Maddie. Okay, so a couple days ago on Instagram, you said after two or three dates, you need to know his intention. Mm. Are you saying after two or three dates, it needs to be like, this is going to marriage or it's not? (laughs) No, I don't think it has to be like, hey, I see you as my wife. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think honestly, I might would run away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I'd run away, but I think I would be a little, a little alarmed. Yeah. No, I think more than anything, like at least for us, for Grant and I, because again, all I can go off of is my, yeah. my own experiences um, and what I've seen really work for me and the people around me. But, yeah. you know, from the very beginning, we, we did say, hey, I'm not dating just to date. Yeah. I'm not dating just for a good time. Yes. Like, I'm not dating just to say that I have a boyfriend. Right. I am dating with the angle being marriage. Yeah. And so my goal is to find someone that will make me more like Jesus, that mm. will push me closer to Jesus, and that will help me make a difference for Jesus. Yeah. And if you're not it, I'm going to let you know probably pretty early on because yeah. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, if we're both going after that goal right. and it's not the same goal, I wish you well. Totally. I send you off with joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, truly, because I think that's where it can get hard is when we don't state those things early on. And then you can find yourself in this limbo three or four months in and you're like, so where are we? What's the Oh, and goal? I can fall in love with anyone. Yeah. I can fall in love with anyone. I, I was a hopeless romantic. I'm yeah. like, yes, it could so work. And people around me are like, I don't see what you see. Uh-huh. But it's like, that's why it's so important from the very beginning to like, I mean, the Bible says without vision, the people perish. It's like, yeah, let's have vision good. for where we're going. Yeah. Let's have vision for what the end goal is. Because if we're on two different pages, if my goal is for this to end in marriage and my goal is to not date for three years, but your goal is to, you know, finish law school and date for five years and then maybe you'll be ready. If we're on two totally different pages, that's just breeding like discontentment and frustration yeah. and missed expectations and so much more chaos that you could save yourself from if you were to just upfront be like, yeah. hey, here's here's where I'm at. There's no like pressure attached to that. Yes. I just want you to know, I want to be honest with you coming into this, that, you know, my goal is to, you know, find a spouse yeah. and to settle down and to, you know, date God's way. Here's the boundaries. Like we had a boundary talk early on. Yeah. Um, here's the boundaries. Like I'm obviously, yes, saving myself for marriage, but even all of this other gray area, Ugh, like woof. the Bible is clear, flee from all sexual immorality. Like yeah. let's pursue holiness together. Yeah. Like I want, I want to help make you more holy and I 
I want you to help, you know, me be more holy. And so like having those conversations up front really helped us. Yeah. I'm not going to make you answer this with detail, but one of the biggest questions our friends listening ask me to ask when we're talking about dating is how far is too far? Everybody wants to know that. Of course, I, me too. Yeah. I mean, I've had to have hard conversations with mentors of totally. how far is too far. How did you and Grant sort that out with your different histories, Yeah, with your different stories. Again, don't feel like I'm asking for an expose <laughs> unless you want it. We'll talk I'm about like, whatever you time. want. No. But uh, how's that conversation go when you need to have it early because of who you are, where you're going, and, and yeah. the, the Jesus part of yeah. it, if you will? Yeah. I mean, for us, we had the conversation early on, but it was something we had to continuously talk yeah. about. Yeah, you talk about that, that even when you made mistakes, you had to talk yes. about it. Yeah. Like it, because I think when we even ask the question, how far is too far, we've probably gone too far or we're probably dancing with that. The, like crossing the line. And so for for me, like when I was asking, like, is this too far? Like, are we, you know, are we getting close to the line? It's like, I'm probably like standing on the line, you passing so? the line, dancing near the sometimes line. Sometimes I feel like it's such an innocent question. Yeah, sometimes it is. But I do think that like for a lot of us, we try to like justify. We want to get as close to. And we want to get as close to the Got line it. as we okay. can. Not for all of us. I do think that there are some that it's genuinely like, hey, how can I put up the right boundaries so that I don't get close to it? But I just think that our perspective should be in of like how far is too far just like truly be like how can I get as close to holiness as possible and I think when we ask that question we don't even have to touch on the other Mm. because when we're chasing after holiness with all of our hearts we're not trying to you know dance with sin and get around it and and figure out it's Mm -hmm. just like we're just pursuing holiness Mm -hmm. with everything Mm -hmm. and I think with that there's practical steps of like hey I had to get very real because for us like I'm like I'm attracted to you I want to be with you this is hard like you know I know holiness is great but like this, yeah. this, this looks pretty great too, yeah, you know. Right. And that's where it gets hard because you're yeah. like, okay, but I know the truth, but my feelings are telling me this, and you know, my flesh is feeling this. And man, for us, we just had to like bring accountability in and yeah. be like, hey, uh, you know, we had these thoughts, or we slipped up here. Can you please step in and, and hold us accountable? And so it got to the point where truly, like, my my roommate knew where I was at all times. Yeah. She would check in on dates, ask us how we were. We wouldn't hang out past a certain hour. We wouldn't lay down on a couch together. Yeah. I mean, just know, like, your trigger points. Like, for yeah. us, we knew our trigger points, and then we brought in accountability to just help us stand firm in that. We even signed like a purity contract like individually. Uh, you read about that. I mean, no, I read about that. Yeah. No, you read about it. You wrote about it. <laughs> I, I read about it. <laughs> no, I, I I got with my That's girls intense, and dude. he got with his dudes and we did it separately. I think sometimes like I, I pray that when people read that, it's not like we got together and we created this thing yeah. and then we signed it, it with was, a, a, a quill <laughs> pin. Yeah. yeah, no. It was very individual. Like I was with my accountability. He was with his accountability. And yeah, we wanted to take the intense approach because I've just learned in my life, like where there's not sometimes intensity and intentionality, like that's where, at least for me, yeah. I kind of fall into this place of whoops, didn't, shouldn't yeah. have done that or whoops, like went too far. And so for us, like just realizing, okay, we got to be like super intentional yeah. about this. Yeah. And so I brought in mentor, accountability partner, signed it, gave it to them and was like, here you go. You have it. Here's here's my word. Here's my commitment. And so that I mean, that's just something that worked for us. I had a friend who's parenting teenagers. So his daughter started dating someone in high school. And he said when he sat down with the guy the first time he met her, he, he said, 
the percent of romances in high school that last into marriage are like 4% or something. I don't know. I'm making that up. And he said, so the chances are you're dating someone else's wife. Wow. So somewhere someone is dating your wife. Mm -hmm. How do you want to do this relationship with my daughter if she's someone else's wife. That's good. And so I am, you know this, the people listening to this, I am not an all or nothing person. And so I'm not saying a nothing story. I'm saying that has actually shifted. Like if this guy and I are going to be in a relationship, we are going to have a physical relationship as part of it, emotional, spiritual, physical, and time and commitment. But if he's someone else's husband, I want to be really thoughtful about how we grow our relationship to a point that feels healthy for me, we are going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But also, on the off chance, he's someone else's husband. How can I leave him better than I found him? Not leave him with guilt and shame and, you know. But we're going to, I mean, we're going to mess up too. And even if he ends up being your husband, I've just seen like even the lines that you cross and compromise leads to just like confusion and and just so much even carried into marriage yeah. and that's why it's just not worth it yeah. it's like it's so like purity and holiness is so worth it it talks about in scripture like Matthew 5 8 blessed are the pure in heart for mm-hmm. they will see God mm-hmm. purity is not to withhold from you purity is to protect you yeah, purity is to give good. you peace purity yes. is to put you before God yes. so you can see him so you can hear him like anytime Grant and I got close to crossing lines or even if we made mistakes like it created confusion. It, it, it separated us not only from each other, but even from God. Yeah. It was harder for us to see God, hear God, feel God. And man, it just, it, that's why I'm like, it's so not worth it. And mm-hmm. and with that, there's no shame if yeah. that has happened for those listening. Like, I'm oh my not gosh, perfect. Yes, no shame. I am so right. not perfect. I talk about in my book how even at 13, 14 years old, I got exposed to pornography. Oh my gosh, you're writing about pornography is so helpful. <sighs> it is beautiful. That was the Thank most vulnerable ta- thing I've oh. ever, I texted Jenny and I was like my mentor and I was like I don't know if I can put this in here I mean even saying I couldn't talk about this because I thought this was a guy's thing yes that is so powerful Maddie there me and everybody else everyone who's ever walked into any of that has thought I can't ever talk about this I can't talk about this yes you feel so much shame and like yeah like you just you feel like oh this isn't this shouldn't be a girl's struggle and it's like no that's such a lie so dumb such a lie it's so dumb but we all but we all feel it. That pill. We yes. all feel it. And there is such freedom that comes with walking in purity. But I also just want to speak to those who, yeah, you know, that. have not, that has not been your story up until this point. But the beautiful thing is that if you give God your past, like he can give you freedom for your future. Yeah. And like he can set you free from those things that have kept you bound yes those things that have kept you bound for so long because even though the enemy like promises us like if you if you do this like there's pleasure there's fun there's adventure there's freedom that's not what follows it Mm. all that comes is is shame and separation and guilt and so much and with jesus and choosing to recommit purity and like choosing to pursue holiness moving forward there's so much he wants to do right through you i mean there is nothing anyone has done with anyone else right that it if you are pursuing god will keep you oh my from what gosh. god has for you my In husband no has world. the craziest story yeah. i'm like i could share his whole testimony he has the craziest story but god has so redeemed it and i yeah. truly like in all honesty can say like he is one of the purest people i've ever met in my life like yeah. he truly like the lord has fully redeemed his past yeah. fully yeah like giving him new memories yeah. like giving him a new lens to look through and not to say he doesn't ever struggle like we all struggle right but 
the Lord has redeemed it. Yeah. And it's so cool. Like he, he pushes me so much in purity, like not even just in when we think of purity, we think of like, you know, don't have sex, all the things, but like even just purity and heart and motive yeah. and, and what we see and what we say. Yeah. And he is, he has pushed me and refined me in that area. And it's just so cool to see. So the Lord can redeem our darkest moments. Yes. I hope. I know it. I know it in my life. I mean, I'm like, I have been gifted and blessed and for so many things I do not deserve because I was at my darkest moment too. Yeah. I have a hundred percent attendance to my wins and my sins. (laughs) And I haven't missed (laughs) any of them. That's amazing. I'm going to steal that. Do it. I I haven't missed one of them. So when, so when anyone tries to tell me everything I have, I deserve. I'm like, well, let me tell you what you missed. Yeah. You missed the dark nights. Mm -hmm. You missed the sin. You missed the worst decision making. I've done all that. Yeah. And, and then I go, man, the Lord's kindness is is beyond what I deserve yeah. and all things. Amen. So so the thing we balance, right, is there is no shame yeah. and God redeems. And also moving forward, we get to choose holiness. Yeah. There's a higher calling. Yeah. There's more, yeah. there's an abundance Both of freedom and peace and joy yeah. that's available to us yeah. if we accept that calling yeah. of pursuing purity. That's so good, Maddie. I love talking about dating with you. When when this book came across my desk, I was like, well, A, duh, it's my friend. But B, <laughs> I mean, we are, this. something has unlocked here yeah. as we've talked about dating. It has given people conversations to have with their people mm. and to say, how do I do this? How do I know if I'm a pick me girl? Yeah. Do you, I mean, I, blind spots are hard for me. Yeah. I'm embarrassed by my blind spots. <laughs> and, and so when my friends say you're kind of pick me girl and pretty yeah. hard right here, I'm always like, I am so embarrassed. And also you love me enough to tell yes. me. Yes. Amen. And it, that surround is yourself just, with people that will call out the blind spots yes. because we are blind. We only yes. see what we can see. Yes. And there are things that we can't see and we need people around us to point out not only in our own lives, but in relationships. Like I've had people be like, Mm, that's not God's best for you. Yes. That's, he's not the one. Yes. But to me, I was like, no, it can work. It can Dude. work. And I'm like trying to force something that is so clearly not God. Uh-huh. And I've had to have people in my life be like, Maddie, no, this is not what you've prayed for. You're missing this. And they just start calling out all these things. And I'm like, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I had a situation where everyone said, this is not. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, I literally had to say to myself, do you hear them? Mm. Because... Every if there was yeah. one person that was a voice in your life that you trusted that said this is a good idea, you'd have some legs to stand on. So you have to actually ignore what you feel. Yeah. Because if the Lord has this, he will turn their hearts. Because I've set them up as voices, not totally. because they're a peanut gallery who gets to decide what I do with my life. Yeah. But I've set them up as the Jennies in my life. Yeah. And for all of them, <laughs> right? I was like, I must need to like run, not walk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of red flags happening yeah, right yeah. now. And I need to lean into yes, that. This is like a beach full of sharks. There are just red <laughs> yes, flags left and right. And Ooh, I am right. acting like I should go swimming. And so, and so there have been times, I mean, only as I've grown older, have I gone, yeah. my feelings don't win mm. because my, the wisdom I've set up in my life is saying no. So good. And that it is not fun. No, but it is good. Okay, what did we not talk about that you want to make sure we talk about? No, that's so good. And I have I have a chapter on love is blind, red flag alert. Talk all about the red Dude, flags. And one so of the good. red flags is like if you don't have peace, and if all of your people in your life are disagreeing yes. with the relationship. And that's listen. There are some circumstances where people like I've had situations where even in dating Grant, there were some people who were like, oh, no, I don't know. And ultimately, I had to get before the Lord and be like, What are you speaking to mm-hmm. me and saying to me? 
But I do think there is something to be said when there are a lot of people in your life that you trust. You trust the relationship with the Lord and how they hear from the Lord. And they've done life with you long enough to know your heart and what you deserve. And they're like, "Mm, I'm concerned. Yes. (laughs) Lean into that. And so I talk about and then I have a chapter on feelings. And I'm like, hey, feelings are from the Lord. And they're good indicators. But they make really bad leaders. Yeah. Because they're inconsistent. Yes. And you can't always trust them. And so it's like pay attention to them, but don't just follow wherever they take you yeah. because that could lead down a road of resentment or a road of regret. Yes. And you'll be like, how did I get here? Because you just acted off of whatever whim. It's why having mentors matters. Yes. Have voices of reason in your life yes. because your feelings, we say it's a lot, your feelings can ride. They don't get to drive. Yes. So they're allowed to be in my car. Right. I just need my mentors. I need Nancy saying, totally. hey, that Sounds sideways yes. to me. <laughs> yes. And like walking in step with the Holy Spirit, being in God's word, yeah. making sure that your private life aligns with your public life. Like yes. you're in the word of God every yes. single morning because who you are in private is who you're going to be in public when yes. you're under the pressure and the temptation and all of those things, like how you've invested in yourself. Like that's what's going to come out when the pressure hits. Yeah. And I think that's so, so important to to talk about because I think so many times we're kind of just like whatever we feel in the moment. And it's like, no, we got to pre-decide before those moments of pressure and temptations come because if you don't know like who you are and what you value and what you believe you're going to find yourself in moments just like whatever people want of you whatever everybody else is doing you're going to end up doing and then you're going to go on to regret it and beat yourself up over it and so take the time to ask yourself really hard questions you know like ask yourself do I do I truly believe that I'm valued by God like do am I really longing you know for God to be the one who satisfies me and completes me am I taking my longings to him. You know, where does my confidence and hope come from? What are my boundaries within purity? How do I want to respond when the people around me start gossiping or Mm -hmm. start, you know, drinking more than they should or whatever it may be? Like, ask yourself those really hard questions so that when you're faced with those moments of temptation, you already know how you're going to respond. Yes, Maddie. You're so wise. Okay, last question. One of the things we've had, Noah Heron was on. Do you know Noah? Yes, That's a church planter. Yes. And we have a couple of people that are in their 20s that are on the show this fall. I would love for you to tell me, who are some of the female peers of yours that we should be following, that you like love and respect, that are doing good work, that that we can follow, that our little sisters can follow, the people we disciple can follow, maybe our daughters that are teenagers can follow? Yeah. Who do you love? So Janine Amapola is my best friend. Yes, Um, so she is awesome. She has a podcast and has kind of started her ministry from this thing called like Abide Tribe. Yeah, talking all about how again what I was just alluding to, like why our private life matters. Like abiding with Jesus, it all starts there. If we don't abide, like we're not going to have what we need for anything out here. Yeah, (laughs) and so getting that relationship right. So I would definitely say Janine, of course Sadie. I mean Sadie is a rock star and it's. It's been so good having a friend like that in my life of just someone that I can just turn to and ask questions. And she's been in this space longer than I have. And so just being able to to lean on her and be like, hey, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So Sadie, of course, Demi Tebow, another yeah, good friend, I love um, Demi. another rock star of the faith. And just her and Tim are just awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, Jenny's not really a peer, but, but, <laughs> Jenny, Allen's but Jenny Allen is my I'll girl. I'll follow her anywhere. No, truly. Jenny Allen anywhere. is my girl. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Great. those are, those are Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun to meet people I didn't already know yeah. and that we can say, hey, listen, this is a trustworthy voice yeah. for your younger friends, sisters, totally. 
daughters. Yeah. Okay, the last question we always ask, Maddie Trout, is because the show is That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. You know, okay, so it's fall time now. Yes. I mean, we're we're coming into fall. We're we're manifesting. We're fall. manifesting fall. I'm like in Dallas, Texas. It's 104 Brutal. degrees in Waco. 104 degrees. I'm like fall. We need you. Yes. But fall football. Oh, and Auburn so, still. Are you Auburn? Auburn? I know. I want you and me at an Auburn football game. I would. I've never been to Auburn. My sister went there, and I've never been with like a pretzel. So I just man, just us there. Yeah, at an Auburn, at an Auburn game, it's fall. We're in like a sweater. Yeah, the orange, breeze, bre- burnt orange, orange. burnt orange. Yeah, and uh, we're screaming for you know. Has Auburn the tree and- recovered? The Did tree burned down. Yeah, I think that was like Tumor's four corner. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, where have you been? I know, I'm just She's like, like I, I don't care checked, about Auburn. I haven't checked on the tree in a while. What, uh, what sports team? Georgia. Are you? Oh, Sorry, I know it's it. hard. I know that's where it's I went. okay. I can go for Georgia over Alabama. Sorry. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, in our family, my dad went to Alabama. Oh, Mom. Okay. Georgia, me, Georgia, sister, Georgia. Wow. And so the rule growing up was you can stay in state and you can go for free because it's in state for free or we can go to Alabama. Those were the options. And then the baby went to Auburn. And my dad was like, what? They still don't watch the um, Iron Bowl together. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. It's so it's intense. so intense. Oh. Y'all's whole state. Alabama is so intense as a state about yes. Auburn versus Alabama. Yes. It is It's like a big fun. thing. It was literally a cuss word growing up uh-huh. to say roll time. Oh, I'm sure. Like a cuss word. Yeah. Have y'all been there forever? Were y'all in, in Auburn this whole time? We, like, grew, did you grow we up there? moved to Auburn in, oh gosh, I was like 11 or 12. Oh my gosh. So half of my, yes, most of my life. Yes. But... No, All your decision-making did. life. Yes. Yeah. The, the like years that I can really yeah. remember. Okay, War Eagle. I'll yeah. say it. War Eagle, baby. War Eagle. <laughs> oh, y'all, isn't she great? I love, I, I just really am enjoying getting to open up these conversations. And I love when we bring our different ideas and our different histories and we get to process it together. I hope one of the things you heard today is something you get to do around your table with your friends of really talk through ideas, not necessarily agree on everything, but really process what you believe and what you think. So I hope y'all are getting to do that as well. This is a great episode to share with your friends and then say, okay, let's get dinner. Let's get drinks. Let's go on a walk. Let's talk about what Annie and Maddie were talking about. And make sure you grab a copy of her new book, The Love Everybody Wants, and follow her on social media. Tell her thank you for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And don't forget, you can find the That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is I am continuing to locate all the students that I used to teach. It's been so special since I posted about them on Sunday night. They have come out of the woodwork. It has been really sweet, especially as we're preparing to release So Happy to Know You that is dedicated to the students that I taught. It's fun to reconnect with them, you know, 15, 20 years later. So it's been really sweet. So y'all have a great day. We will see you back here actually tomorrow. Y'all know we love a Friday bonus episode with one of my favorite worship leaders in my life and probably one of yours, Matt Redmond. You guys, we are here tomorrow with Matt Redmond. So make sure you join us.